we're back. Welcome back to Gap Street, my pedestrians. This is episode 13. Is that our pedestrians? They're, the they're called the pedestrians the now. Pedestrians now. It's like uh, fucking PewDiePie's bro army or whatever. I, that was the worst possible reference I yeah. could have made. You know what I mean. Yes. Minions. Min- that's that's what it is. Yes. Yeah. By the way, Minions, vote for us. Uh, we do have now a more direct link on our Instagram bio yep. for the Columbus Podcast Awards. Vote for us because we want to win this thing, I guess. I we know. we could win, probably. I don't know. Maybe. What do, what do we win if we win? Uh, I think we get a trophy. And that's we get it. a trophy? But, and Ooh. bragging rights, uh, we get to say... Uh, Gap Street Podcast, winner of the 2019, like, that. W- that's that's <laughs> what we get, but, you know, that makes things more, you know, snazzy. Uh, so, we'll get to the usual messages. We do have a sponsor. A sponsor. To, a single sponsor. Yes. To uh, let you know about, as, and possibly yeah. one upcoming as well. But we'll yeah, we've got, that. we're in the works with another company, so we'll have some more messages from another sponsor coming soon, because that's just how it be. Also... <laughs> We'll probably be doing video for the podcast pretty soon as well. Yes, we're trying to you know get up in the ra- in the ranks. Yeah, we're gonna be doing some experimenting over the next couple of weeks, and hopefully, also I want to start doing. Um, I've noticed a lot of podcasts do this a lot, where they put short audio clips with like pictures of the guest and waveforms. I want to start putting some of those together to post on the uh, the Gap Street Instagram account. Okay. To help entice our audience That'd be cool. into listening more. So we'll probably be, you know, we're going to be doing a lot of experimenting over the next coming week. So make sure to tune in to the show and make sure to follow us on Instagram at Gab Street Podcast. And make sure to keep up with the news on whether or not Green Room is open yet. Yes. So, Speaking of Green Room, that's what this episode and many other episodes are sponsored. Uh, they sponsor us. and uh, for, they, for, for a lot of episodes. For, they've been, sponsor, so far, they've been yes. helping us out a lot lately. Uh, for if you don't know already, Green Room is a store that is going to be opening up in Central Columbus at the end of the 2019. At the latest, uh, kind of similar to a Spencer's or a Waterbed and stuff, if you've ever been into one of those, they have so graciously offered to sponsor us in return for helping to get their name out there for when so they gracious. do open. Yes. So gracious. As always. Um, we are always looking for more local companies to check us out and promote. Uh, we know... Everybody likes the promotion. Mm-hmm. It's all going around. It's like a drug. So uh, we do have another deal with a local company in the works. We're not announcing that yet, who it is or the nature of said sponsorship, but we are working on that, and it is a likely venture. And so check out next week's episode when hopefully we can be uh, upfront about that. Yes. So that'll be awesome. And yeah. I do believe we have some other business. Yeah, real quick to attend to. Just, uh, just want to finish my. I wasn't done with my message. Sure, sure. Go on. Just go. I just want to. Fine. Thank. All right. Can I, can I t- continue? <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. All right. Thank you. Thank you again, Green Room, for sponsoring us and making sure that we don't go broke again this week. <laughs> That's basically it. All right. We have a guest this week. <laughs> we do have a guest this week. Good friend of personal friend of mine. Ruth Bergenthal, also known as Rube in the music industry. Say hello. Hi. <laughs> What's good? How you doing? Welcome to the TV tray. We have great things to ask you. Yes. It's a good tray. It is well, a good tray. You. Welcome to the most low budget yet high professional thing that you've ever done. Yeah. I guess. Really uh, you've probably this done is, this shit way more professional than what was going on here today. Like thank f- you nonetheless no, for being is, on the show. This is the first time. Awesome. <laughs> I'm happy about it. I appreciate it. 
We're like a first watch. We look, uh, we, we uh, sound a lot higher class than we look. Yes. So, it's the way it is. Figure till you make it. <laughs> Let's get right into it. Gage, you have some questions. Yes, I do have some questions. I got a lot of questions, Ruth. I personally know these, but I think the audience, or at least I like they to deserve think I know. know. I think yeah. the audience... Throw them at me. Bring yes. them on. So, you are a musician. I am. You are the first musician that we've had on the show that isn't Ooh. a hip-hop artist. Oh, wow. So, but what we, but I think we got to let the audience in on is what kind of music do you do? Um, it's kind of up in the air. I like to think I'm more uh, garage rock, um, but I've heard a bunch of different things like punk, rock, uh, grunge, that kind of thing. I'm not entirely sure what I am, but something along, something in that realm. Mm-hmm. And what got you initially started into music? Like, what? When did you know that that was where you were gonna take your life? Um, put, like, I, that sounded. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Let me let me rephrase that. When did you know that music was what you were gonna go into as like a potential career and like really kind of form your life around that? Um, it's always kind of been a thing of mine. I've always loved music because music was always kind of playing in my house from a really early age. My mom is a huge deadhead and my dad, his nickname is Hi-Fi Alan. So as you can <laughs> imagine, we have a lot of music playing all the time on uh, pretty cool speakers. So it's kind of always been in my life, but I think the moment I really realized that I loved that kind of music and um, playing music and listening to music was in first grade actually when my dad got rock band <laughs> and I actually picked up the drums not the guitar kind of funny kind of ironic I don't know but um so there was that and I, that was kind of how I was exposed to that whole genre of music and I really just loved it um and I didn't pick up guitar actually and I, I, I had sung for a long time I did musical theater things like that um but I picked up the guitar in seventh grade <clears throat> And I would steal my mom's guitar when she went out of the house to like run errands and stuff and I wasn't allowed to touch it so I just waited till she left and I would take her guitar and I'd tune it up and I'd teach myself how to play on uh, Ultimate Guitar Tabs, you know, <laughs> Oh yeah. that great website. And so um, that's kind of where it all started and then my parents kind of caught on and were like, wait a second, we shouldn't be yelling at her for using the guitar. She wants to play guitar, let's get her a guitar. So. That's kind of where it all started. Yeah. Do you have any people that you kind of draw inspiration from directly? Hmm, Daniel Johns. Daniel Johns. Um, I really, really love Silverchair um, and The Vines. They're both probably my favorite bands of all time. Um, and, I mean, of course, you have Nirvana and Foo Fighters and um, people like that. But also... Um, the Grateful Dead, just kind of it's been playing my whole life. Um, but I also, I've, I've been really looking up to uh, uh, No Doubt and Gwen Stefani lately because a lot of the musicians or bands that I listen to are not female-fronted, so it's kind of nice to get inspiration from a female-fronted band um, instead of just seeing a bunch of guys. Don't get me wrong. It's nice, but it's nice to see yourself represented sometimes. Come on, sit down, love, stay for a minute, won't you? Oh, what a shame, now you realize what you've gotten into. Come on, sit down, love, stay for a minute, won't you? Oh, what a shame, now you realize what you've gotten into.
And you you go by the stage name Rube. Yeah. I think you explained this to me before. It's, it's so your uncle came up with this name? Yes, he did actually. He came the up umlaut with too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Very he nice. he came up with the whole thing actually. Um, because it was right when I, it was in middle school again, right when I had just started picking up guitar and like messing around and writing music and stuff like that. And he was like, well, you need a stage name. And I was like, uh, okay. I don't have no ideas. You want to help me? And so he was like, yeah, sure. And so he came up with it. He took the RU from my first name and the BE from my second name, I mean, my middle name, which is Barry, and mashed it together. And then he put an umlaut over the U because um, my family is, uh, my dad's side is German. And so, um, yeah, that's pretty much where it came from. How many people would you say call you Ruby instead of Rube? Too many. Too <laughs> <laughs> um, I honestly don't really understand why they say Ruby. It doesn't really look like Ruby to me, but, you know, one day people figure it out. I don't out. know. I mean, people look at my name tag at work and think my name is Craig. Where they get that from, <laughs> I have no idea. So, what... Would you say, because I've, I've heard your music and I've seen you perform live several mm -hmm. times and I've watched your music videos and such, and I think you're a unique artist personally uh, compared to some other people that I've heard, uh, you. you know, both online. <laughs> of course, uh, you write your original stuff and mm -hmm. your stuff has a flair to it that some people would like, yeah, like I do music. Like it's not this, it's, it's more of a fervor than I you might typically hear and uh, I guess I guess the youngsters term I might use is that you're pretty rocking so uh, <laughs> like like say so in the song like uh, uh, fuck mall songs yeah and uh, what's the other one pretty boys yeah like, yeah you you don't quite scream or anything like that but it's it gets more intense than I think a lot of people might uh, or more it gets yeah some people might be afraid to get that involved mm -hmm. in it uh, and I think that's what separates an, a, a lackluster artist from someone who actually knows what they're doing and knows what they want to do because personally when I make music uh, I mean. I, it's not like I make music and think of you while I'm making music, but like I, I when I hear your songs, I think I need to put that kind of, that kind of emotional, not baggage, but like power the, behind the it, I guess. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put something more behind it than like, yeah, I wrote some lyrics and I threw some samples <laughs> together. Like it's you know, there's actually some sort of um, co cohesion behind it. So. I want to, so that's what I think makes you a unique artist. What do you personally think makes you a unique artist among I others? I think that well, that's a good, a really good question. Um, but I really think that uh, what separates me is what I write about. I don't tend to write about love and relationships and things like that. And I know a lot of other musicians like. I'm sure one day, if I ever fall in love, maybe I'll write a couple love songs. But um, I like to look at the world more in a, 
I guess you could say in a more satirical, I have a more satirical view mm. and um, I'm very observant. And so when I write songs, for example, Pretty Boys, like I, I wrote it after an experience, um, after seeing all of these um, very entitled people who thought very highly of themselves simply because they had money or um, had uh, connections rather than um, working hard towards their goals and things like that. Everything was kind of just handed to them. And so my whole, the whole line, who ordered your success for you and mm. things like that. I try not to hurt people with my lyrics, but I do try to bring to light um, a lot of the things that I observe or just see people doing. Um, which I think is a more different approach to um, writing lyrics. Um, yeah, so there's that. And I also think with my music, um, I'm, I, like, I like harder music. I'm, I'm a big fan of just like jumping around and just, I don't know, screaming and, and, and dancing around and stuff like that with like pretty harsh music. Like um, metal or just hard rock? Um, you ever heard of pissed jeans? <laughs> no <laughs> Machine Girl. That's a good Machine Girl I can only handle a few minutes. The so. stories that we could tell. Oh man. Well, so you this was Machine Girl there's like you and I have that's kind of an inside joke between you and I and yeah. like a couple other one of a couple of other so Machine Girl was an opening band. You went to go see the garden, right? Yes, and then Machine I did. Girl was an opening I band. I love the garden. That was and a great show. You mentioned this and that you were like I remember you constantly memeing about Machine Girl for like months. Because I was so afraid. Yeah. Because I've been to shows before where people or the mosh pit is just crazy and I just I, I'm not a mosh person. I don't like to mosh. Um I don't really like being touched. <laughs> violently or like around people who like can't control themselves or aren't able to control themselves at the time so I try to protect myself in that sense but um I was terrified of going to that concert for a solid like yeah for at least two months before <laughs> I actually went because I was so afraid of like how intense people were gonna be and I was right there were people going absolutely crazy in there and um people were Oh man! Oh my God! People were punching each other. I'm not about that. I'm really not. But I really loved the intensity of the music, and I just I really love intense music. Um, so definitely, like, I I guess the energy that kind of comes out of Machine Girl or Piss Jeans or bands like that really I don't know. It it pushes me to want to write things that are. A little more, um, a little heavier, but still with a, um, for lack of a better word, with a commercial aspect to it. Music that makes you piss your jeans, <laughs> but like calmly. Yeah, you know, yeah. That yeah. you can like sit back and put some headphones on and just casually piss your pants. Like through. you're fine with yeah. it. Like it's, it's just like scaring the shit out of you, but you're calm while you're listening to it. Yeah, that happens. You're both more horrified less, yeah. and calm at the same time. I don't know. That's I the just way you want to like the a whack-ass tangent about this. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm just, I like heavier music, and I've found, 
I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but whenever I go on YouTube, and I, always, I like to watch music videos on YouTube, and like, since I was a little kid, instead of waking up extra early in the morning to watch cartoons, I would get up early to watch MTV. Um, so, <laughs> I've always been like, I, I've, I've just loved watching music videos and things like that, and every once in a while, like, I see a really cool one, and I love the way it looks, but I just, I don't, the song isn't memorable, mm -hmm. the video is not... I, in my opinion, I don't think the video should be more important than the song. I think they both need to work together. Um, and don't so, waste the video talent on this non-musical yeah, talent. Yeah. yeah, because there's so, many, bling. <laughs> there's so many videos that I've seen that I thought were cool, but I could never name them because I never went out and listened to the song again. So, um, I don't know. I just think a lot of people... I don't know, I guess just for me, I, I really liked the more intense sound. My mom always gets really concerned for me whenever we're driving and like all of a sudden that Machine Girl CD comes on and she's like, you're so angry. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it's not that, I just want something a little more intense. So yeah, that's kind of what I try to put into my music. I want to jump in. We talked. You mentioned music videos, and I want to jump into that topic a little bit. You have a couple music videos. I do. You released a music video I not did. too long ago for your song Mall Songs. Yeah, this Friday. Well, last Friday. Last Friday. Do you want to talk about your process and what, like, how you come up? Because you do your own music videos. You direct mm -hmm. them all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and can you? Do you want to go into a little bit of process of like how you come up with these ideas for your music videos and how you execute on those? Yeah, sure. Talk um, about the blue spaghetti. Yes. You were <laughs> okay. Okay, so when it came to making, when it comes to making my music videos, I want something that's going to be memorable, um, something that's really going to stand out, even if, if that's not the most important part of the video. If there's something that sticks in your head, you're more likely to think of it when someone asks you, oh, what, what have you seen lately? What do, what do, what do you like lately? Um, that's kind of the goal when I'm coming up with things. So whether it's the blue spaghetti or the crocodile. What flavor is that spaghetti, by the way? Oh, it was just regular spaghetti. I just put... I don't believe uh, yeah, it. It has to be blue raspberry. She like she asked me to come over to help with some of the camera work for the Pretty Boys music video. And I come over and she's like, I got a bag full of blue spaghetti that I dyed. And I, was like, <laughs> I didn't realize it was spaghetti. I thought it was like multi... Thought it was I, thought, I thought it was rubber bands in a bag. Yeah. No. That, that's what it looked like at first. She's like, no, it's just straight up spaghetti. That and she then she started eating it, and you were like, what the fuck? And then she threw it at me like three times. You're welcome. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I wanted something really memorable. And it just goes to show that was the first thing that you thought of. So when it came to that whole music video, I really wanted it to be colorful and bright and have some bizarre things in it that just when you think of the video, that's what you think of. Um, so there, there was that, um, and then for this recent music video, Mall Songs, I put a little more thought into it with, um, kind of the underlying story to it, I guess, because Pretty Boys didn't really have a story, it was kind of just, kind of just for fun and kind of more, um, artistic, I guess, but Mall Songs had a little more of a story. Um, so basically I wrote the song after... Um, all these people who, after I released Pretty Boys, um, a lot of people started texting me all the time saying like, yo, we should collab, we should do all this stuff, like I love you and your music, you're so, and all that kind of stuff who'd never spoken to me before, never showed any interest in wanting to spend time with me or be my friend and things like that. And so 
it annoyed me because it kind of put into perspective how people can kind of um, when when they, when people realize you have something to offer them, that's when they value you. And I wasn't too into it, and it really annoyed me. So that's kind of how I wrote mall songs after like. Don't I don't know how my brain made the analogy, but like you know those songs that are super annoying that play at the mall when you're shopping. It's my like, least favorite part of going there. Yeah, honestly, yeah. They're like the most annoying thing, and so I don't, my brain just connected those people who were like that towards me with those super annoying songs that you can't get rid of. So um, when it came to coming up with the video, I was thinking, okay, the mall. You don't really go to the mall to buy clothes. Let's do something kind of like that and just kind of being smothered or surrounded by clothing or some sort of like mall paraphernalia. <laughs> and so that's where the, um, the shopping bags came from and the clothes being like thrown in my face and things like that um, to try and represent being smothered by all of this... Um, I don't know, just being smothered by people who didn't really value you until they thought you would make them look better or things like that. So, yeah. Cool. <laughs> so, we talked about the process of making those videos. What about the song behind them? Like, what? The, yeah. how, who have you recorded with? How long has that taken? You know. Let's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I have a friend, and his name is um, <clears throat> Max... His name is Max, and uh, he has some music out um, under the name Maximillo. Check him out. Um, he's really cool, though, and I met him at a music competition I did, and he was like, hey, you have some really cool songs. If you want, I'll let you record a song for free, and then if you want to record another one or have another session or something, then let's do it. Um, and so I was like, okay, yeah, that sounds great. I want to record mall songs. I don't have a band. I want to... And he knew how to play a bunch of instruments, so we were able to get together and, and do that. Um, so for, I guess, the recording aspect, um, I kind of, I do all the instruments first. I like to start with guitar, because that's what I'm most comfortable with, and that's how I write my songs in the first place. And then um, do bass and do drums and stuff like that, and then vocals at the end. Um, so there, there's not too much going on there. I haven't spent too much time in the, uh, in a studio, unfortunately, um, mainly because when I was in LA recording, it was, I only had an hour to record each song, so that was not a lot of time. Um, but then when I came back here and recorded mall songs, I had more time and I was able to spend, um, spend more time just kind of figuring out what I really wanted it to sound like, making it perfect. Um, so there was that. And then, um, for lyrics, like I've said, I'm, I really, um, I'm a, I'm a very observant person of how people act and how people interact with each other and with me and just in general. And so, um, I kind of pick up on that and try and make analogies to the real world or make, um, just kind of connect it all together in a way that kind of brings it to light, kind of makes fun of it, but I'm not trying to like attack anyone or anything like that. I definitely stay away from that kind of stuff. Um, and I don't often use profanity either, just haven't felt the need to, so I haven't. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess a lot of my songs kind of come out from 
I kind of write my songs when I'm feeling the most angry. I, I'm, I'm an angry person. I'm not like a sad person, you know. That's um, why you listen to Machine Girl and Piss Jeans. No. Uh, well, <laughs> maybe a little. No. Um, I, I'm a happy person. I really am. But, um, and I don't, I really don't get sad. I just kind of get angry and pissed off and just annoyed. So whenever that happens, that I feel is when I kind of become my wittiest. Uh, <laughs> um, it's me when I'm tired. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like everyone kind of has their time when they're kind of in their element. We just so. had one of those days where it's just like, "Hey, Gage, how you doing?" I'm just like, "Go fuck yourself." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, stuff like that. That's kind of where um, where it all kind of starts. Something just annoys the heck out of me, or I start get it. I get super angry, and instead of attacking people or fighting people or like doing weird stuff, I just try to write it out and see how it goes. So yeah, it's good that you find, that you kind of use music as a way of kind of in a way expressing that anger rather than you know punching a hole in the wall. I guess. Yeah, I like to. I mean, I need my hands to play guitar, <laughs> yeah. so I go. don't think if I punched a wall, it would be <clears throat> beneficial. Like our former guest Dante, you have been on television. In a sense, you are in the intro <laughs> to American Idol. I am. Can you tell us a little bit about American Idol and your whole process with that? Oh, God. Okay, so, um, spoiler alert, I didn't get on the show. Oh. Um, but basically, I didn't want to audition in the first place. And I know you're probably thinking, oh, this, she's just saying that because she didn't want to because she didn't get in. But no, I actually did not want to audition in the first place. My mom signed me up without me knowing. And I was really annoyed because I did not want to be on American Idol. I don't like the idea of um, covering songs like that. And just kind of, it seems, it seems very pop star-y. And I don't want to be a pop star. I, I want to be, I don't know, I want to be a rock star, I guess. But um, I, I, don't, I don't want to become so produced you know what i mean mm -hmm. i like yeah. i like raw and i like being raw and i like listening to raw music and emotion things like that so i wasn't a, a big fan of it um you don't want simon cowell to like you are you through with standing in lines yeah. to clubs you'll never get in because it's like the bottom of the ninth and you're never gonna win there's no one understanding that I'm making a Nickelback reference right here. Oh my god! I'm sorry. I, clearly, I'm not cultured <laughs> enough. Is it to 2008? <laughs> I made a Nickelback reference in my Capstone presentation, where uh, I was like, I was talking about how I found, like, I found out about YouTube in 2008. And I was like, it was a great year oh for god. Nickelback. May I add, I got a good chuckle <laughs> out of most people. Jeez. But anyway, American Idol. Um. So yeah. So sign me up. Not. Didn't want to go, but I, I prepared a song anyway. I prepared um, <clears throat> uh, Ain't No Rest for the Wicked. Yes. And, nice. <laughs> thanks. Um, and I got up super early. I think I got up at like 5 a.m. I skipped school. Like I skipped the morning that day and waited in this super long line. And they just, they send you off in groups of four. So they have a, and it's outside too, because they, I don't know. I actually don't know why they do it outside. It's kind of not fun that it's outside because you can't hear anything. Um, Cause the sound doesn't have anything to bounce off of. But anyway, you, they put you in lines of four. Like there are four lines and then 
there are a bunch of tents. I think there were like six like little tents and under each tent there was a producer and um, you go in your little group of four and everyone in that group gets their chance to perform like, I don't know, maybe less than 30 seconds of a song. It's really short. And then they like call everyone to step forward and then say, oh, sorry, we can't, we can't take everybody. Great job though. See you later. Um, and so basically the guy in front of me got a ticket to move on. Literally, the guy wow. right in front of me. I went right after this guy and I was like, well, crap. Well, there's no way I'm ever gonna, like, there's no way. It's not gonna happen. I'm not gonna get a ticket to move on. They're not gonna, they, I was there for, I don't know, maybe four or five hours and they only gave out four tickets. Jeez. Damn. So I was like, no, there's no way. And I was right. There's no way. I, was, I didn't get a ticket and uh, I went home, changed my clothes and went back to school. Pretty unfazed. And well, they got the kit. They, did they like when you, how you got in the intro? Were they just like bringing the camera through it? And oh yeah, like, yeah, and yeah. You just happened to be like. Ah. Yeah. So um, they kind of had everybody get together in like this giant blob of people, and so like <clears throat> there weren't. I mean, com uh, I don't know. I think there. You know when on when. Oh my gosh, I don't know how to talk. You know when you're um, when you see the show and you see all those people in those lines and mm -hmm. stuff like that there really weren't as many people as they make it look like um so i would say there were definitely a couple thousand people there for sure but it wasn't like ten thousand it was not as many as you would think so i just kind of ended up on the side of this giant blob and they brought the camera back and forth and i didn't even know i was on the show or in the intro until a few weeks ago or something like that, or last <laughs> nice. month, because my parents were watching it and they were like, wait a second. So that's pretty funny. So I, I assume you probably won't be auditioning for the next season? Probably not, no. No, not <laughs> I'm your not song. feeling it. No. No. <clears throat> well, you, there's something that you did manage to get into, which was the 2019 Groovyu Instaband competition. I did. You actually made it into the finals. Do you want to talk about your whole process with getting into that and the whole process of, you know, getting in and then performing with all these different bands and Yeah. Let's take a walk down that street, shall we? Yeah. <laughs> I had to say the guy. Yeah, I have to. Say once the, an episode. Once an episode. I have to. That already like brings it. up Kanye West at some point. That's, that's pretty good. Um, <laughs> Which one, though? Old Kanye, new Kanye. All right, the joke's been made. We'll move on now. Anyway. Um, yeah, so Instaband is basically, I mean, for the people who don't know what it is, it's basically like a battle of the bands type of thing. Um, but solo musicians are allowed to participate too and compete, so... Was Jack Black there? I, I wish. <laughs> I really wish. Makes me sad. He's the best. Shout out Jablinski. Let's go. Did you know his son has a, a meme account? Oh my god. That... And he only posts memes of his dad. I mean, what else would you? I mean, He's that's like, the per your dad is Jack Black. That's like the, that right there is the best source material of anything. Exactly, it's so funny. <laughs> the I man love has it. done literally everything. Yes, he has. And he's Jewish. Is he really? Of course. I never knew that. What do you mean, of course? I don't. I just, did you, Corey? Did you know Jack Black was Jewish? Uh, no, not really. See, I'm pretty but... sure I'm not the only one here that didn't. Dude, there's so many famous Jewish comedians. 
Jews are great. I'm just going to say, I mean, maybe I'm biased because I am one. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, um, it's a good account. I like to follow it. Anyway, Jack Black was not there. I Darn. wish he was. Um, and anyway, I auditioned. I performed a few songs. They recorded it and they put it online. And um, you had like a whole day to get as many likes as possible. And um, my math class had us vote for you. That actually. was this. I have Mr. Yeah. Solars. He yep. made it an assignment on Schoology so that everybody <laughs> would like my video. I, there was a bit of. I remember you texting me because it like glitched out, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, it did. It was, uh, like you I had lost like, like half of my likes yeah. because it glitched out, but apparently that happened to a lot of people, so I didn't feel too bad about it. Um, and plus, at the end of voting, the it still has to be kind of approved mm -hmm. by the people who work at Groovy. So even some people who didn't get in the top ten likes or something like that, they still made it through because um, they were. They were just they were better or whatever the the deal was. I don't really know. I'm, I don't go to yeah. the reviews. So I, I remember um, there were a couple of us that you know reached out to like Groovy on Twitter, mm -hmm. kind of saying like, "Hey, a lot of people things are getting all messed up. What's the deal?" And I they sent me a message, um, and I, I think they tagged both yeah, of us I in it. That. They were like, "Yeah, we have we." We're no, we've noticed this. We've worked on it. We have, like, a backdoor system, so we have the actual numbers and analytics, so everything should be fine. Yeah. So. So, that was nice. And, yeah, so I ended up getting in to the top ten, which was a big deal for me, because that was the first music competition, like, Battle of the Bands type of thing I'd ever done. And it was pretty high profile compared to the other one that I did, which was the Hackman Young Musicians Competition, and that is... That was just... That's... That's a whole other story. <laughs> um, We'd like to hear that story. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Basically, it was like this young Jewish musicians competition, and it was cool, and, and I did it for a few years, and I, I made it, in, and it was always the weirdest experience for me, because it's in, the, it's in a temple, and I don't go to that temple, and I don't know... I don't, I don't know if you have a lot of Jewish uh, listeners, but anyway, it's kind of weird. Shout out to Morgan. <laughs> hey, Morgan. Um, <laughs> but, like, when you're not a part of a congregation, it's kind of like a weird... I don't know. It's weird for me, I guess. Maybe that's just me. But anyway, so I go in there, and every year, there are always, like... All, everybody's all dressed up and they all go in and play their classical music either on the violin or on the piano and like one girl she played um, like some Russian classical piece on the, the bass and I just go in and I start singing like Bruno Mars or something <laughs> like that in like a t-shirt and jeans and and somehow I, I, I made it through so nice. well I, I mean, I guess I was good enough for them, so that was nice. And um, But anyway, it was definitely pretty low profile. I went on a mini tour with them to a bunch of different temples and performed. So it was, it, it was, it was, uh, it was definitely an experience. I, I can't do it anymore. I've outgrown it, unfortunately. Hmm. But I was able to use prize money from that to um, pay for my amp and stuff like that for open mic nights and stuff. So nice, that's nice. really cool. That's and sweet. they were always really nice to me. So that was cool. Um, but anyway, Instaband, right. um, that was more high profile. I got to perform at Scully's, 
which is a super big deal for me at least because I had never performed anywhere under my own name, under my name, and and performing my own original songs in a real concert yeah. venue before. And Scully's is kind of like the music bar in Columbus. Yeah, it's like the next. It's it's the step right before performing at like the Newport. Yeah, basically. It's it's a pretty. You don't perform at Scully's unless you can have enough fans to perform at the Newport. So being able to mm-hmm. perform at Scully's was so cool. Um, I loved every minute of it. Even though I didn't win, I still thought it was great. And I got a lot of compliments on my jumpsuit or romper because <laughs> nice. it was literally covered very, in glitter. <laughs> very sparkly. I was I very sparkly. I'm not a glitter person, but that was a really... That, I was shining up there. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was a super fun experience. And that's where I met a bunch of friends and a bunch of other musicians. And um, everyone was super supportive. And that's really kind of why I love just being involved in the music scene here. Because nobody is really, like... No, it's not cutthroat. People aren't trying to pull each other down. They're all trying to help each other up. It's like, oh, do you need a place to perform? we need a place for, for, to perform to let's get together and we'll open for each other or we'll do something like that like come on up like let's do a show together things that, like that that's what i love about columbus especially and i know i'm more in the hip-hop realm mm-hmm. but there is a sense of community uh i think among the people that i know especially uh where we're all in it for each other rather than like hey man you don't have shows and i have shows like you know, showing off to each yeah. other and saying like, "I have more money, I have I have more uh, fame, more followers, whatever." That doesn't seem it, it matters to some people here, obviously, but it's not as prevalent as it seems. Yeah. At least as what is portrayed in media that talks about other places. I, I guess, agree. If that makes sense. Oh yeah, I definitely agree, and that's why. That's honestly one of the, <clears throat> a, a a big reason why I actually quit doing musical theater was because it was so cutthroat and you would compliment someone like I would I always tried to like compliment people on their performances or their auditions like hey great job and no one would ever like reciprocate or even acknowledge or say thank you things like that it was just very everyone wanted to one-up each other and I just wasn't into it very clicky I just wasn't into it and so um being in this music scene where everybody is there their own authentic selves. They make anything that they want to. They can improvise. They can do literally anything. And everyone is there to support each other and help each other get more fans or more places to perform or record new music. Um, it's it's a really great feeling to just be involved and be welcomed in such a great way in this community. So yeah. Mm-hmm. do it a little bit for in, in the sense of community you run a teen open mic I do in Grandview at the Grandview Grind Coffee Shop I do how did you when did you start doing that so basically I started in 2017 okay um, I so think this was, would have been our sophomore year uh no or this, this early was junior year? I think it was at the, the very very beginning of junior year okay. And I started it because my favorite place, Kotamu Coffee, closed. 
And if anyone anyone who knows Katami Coffee knows that it was this really nice coffee shop. It was super hip. There were a ton of people who would go every Saturday um, to the open mic night. Even Walk the Moon performed there. 21 Pilots performed there. Wow. It was a super... Um, Super hopping place. Um, that's where <laughs> it I was rocking, as yeah. you might say. <laughs> yeah, it was rocking, and um, so a lot of my friends. That's how I met a lot of my friends there who live in Hilliard and stuff. And um, the owner decided he was going to go on a year-long trip to Thailand, just out of the blue, and left the whole place to his brother. And his brother didn't really want to deal with the coffee shop anymore, and so it closed. And the original owner never came back. He was supposed to come back last year, but he didn't. Um, <laughs> so it kind of died. And I didn't know what I was going to do because there weren't any other uh, open mic nights that were, like, teen-friendly. Like, there, I couldn't go to a bar. Like, I couldn't just right. go somewhere at 11 o'clock at night. I have school the next day, or I have to study tomorrow, or things like that. Like, I have... I. I'm still a kid. I'm still a teenager. I'm not. I'm not like 25. There's. I. I can't just do everything. Um, so. Uh, I needed a place to perform, and I didn't want to lose my friends because most of my friends they all went to different schools, and I was never really going to see them again if I didn't have something else. So, I went around and I went to every single coffee shop in all of Upper Arlington, all of. Hilliard and Dublin everywhere to try and find a place and either they didn't return my calls or they didn't or they said no or whatever it was and so I was getting discouraged but I finally found Granby Grind and um, called him up and I met with the owner Samantha and she was so sweet and she was really really great and and super open to the idea of having the open mic and was like yeah sure go for it and I was like great so I've been doing the whole thing for free. Um, they don't pay me at all. <laughs> um, and I bring all the equipment, I organize it, um, I promote it, I make all the advertisements, I, make, I market it, I've done literally everything to make it what it is. And it's been so fulfilling to see all these new people coming who um, never would have met other pe met other people like them otherwise because um, there aren't people from our school don't really go there unless they really like music and things like that so um, being able to see all the other music kids from all over the city of Columbus has been really great and also just seeing people kind of get out of their shell and out of their comfort zone and really being able to be in a in a um, an encouraging environment um, with people their age or just like-minded people um, has really been, it's really just been great. It's been super fulfilling, so, yeah. And you, you run into a little bit of trouble <laughs> with the whole with open BMI, mic thing. With BMI, yeah. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, so BMI actually found a video of, I think it was me, but I don't know. I, I didn't post a video. I never took a video, so I don't really know what. And they, BMI, what does it stand oh, for? It's <clears throat> something 
music industry. They, they're basically kind like of that. in charge of like copyright, like yeah, for, for, like helping artists whose copyright is infringed upon. Kind of yeah. Thing. So basically, like if you, pr- the way it works is like, con- like concert venues and places like that. Um, if you go and perform your songs, or if you have your songs registered with BMI, then whenever your songs are performed in a concert venue, um, then you get some money just for having that song performed. So, for example, every time one of Lady Gaga's songs is performed somewhere, and there's, like, um, and the venue is registered with BMI, or has a membership with BMI then Lady Gaga gets some of the money. So I I don't really know exactly how it works, like, in and out, but that's kind of like a basic overview. I might be missing some stuff, but um, you get the point. So basically, they saw a video of me performing um, a cover of Paparazzi, and um, I honestly don't even know how they found it. And this was a while ago. The video was really old, apparently. I never saw it, though. So, um, and they reached out to the owner and said, Hey, if you don't stop performing, like, other musicians' music and stuff like that in your venue without having, um, I think it's like a, a, having a membership with them, then like legal actions gonna be held against her or something like that I don't really remember this was a while ago but anyway so we had to kind of change the way open mic um, went we stopped doing covers for a little while and I was afraid of that happening of having people stop coming because they don't have original songs things like that but it actually really helped um, our like the whole open mic culture because it had it encouraged people to write their own songs so they could perform and so people were writing more music or um just performing their own music um who wouldn't have done it otherwise so it actually had a totally different reaction than i had originally thought so um it was really great and yeah nice and well you are going to college Mm -hmm. at a state do you still plan for this open mic to continue once you're gone? You know, that's up to whoever <clears throat> takes it over. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm talking to some people about who's going to run it next year, but I'm pretty sure there are just going to be a few more where I run it and then I'm going to kind of pass it off. Pass it off. Um, it'll probably be around June when I step down um (laughs) but more on that in in the future i'm not entirely sure what the deal is but i'll make sure people know about it um but yeah it's really up to whoever wants to take it over because i'm not going to be here to run it and i have more things to do in my future than be in ohio running openly i'm kind of bored of listening if you get what you want. Speaking of your future, you, <coughs> excuse me, you are one of the lucky people that managed to get into UCLA. <laughs> I did. <laughs> and so you're going to be moving from, <coughs> excuse me, I think I'm starting to get, lose my voice. But you're going to be moving out to LA. I am. You've been to LA a couple of times. Yes. Can you share some of your stories from your trips to LA and I love 
of LA. <laughs> um, LA has basically been my dream home for my entire life. Honestly, since I even knew it existed, like in elementary school, I'd ask my friends, bring back the newspaper for me, like stupid things like that, because I just wanted to feel like I was living there because it's very different from here. Um, definitely the traffic is kind of intense, but I just got to say here driving for two hours is the most boring thing ever because all you can see are like cornfields and cows and like maybe some broken down barns like things like that it's really boring um but just wait till you drive through rural north carolina i swear <laughs> to god it, you almost think you're driving through fallout like, yeah, <laughs> I, I remember you know, making you know, that drive. Yeah, yes. when we went from Ohio to we went to South Carolina, and on the way through North Carolina, it was just like, oh my god, we passed through some rough towns. Yeah, as well. Uh, but I have never seen more trees lining a highway in my entire life. I swear, yeah. like six hours of the drive was just, just a forest on either side. That Pretty was much. it. Yeah. I I saw it begin. I was like. This is it. There's nothing else to look at. I'm. This is going to be the longest six hours of my life. But so we, earlier we talked about uh, the the supportive culture of mm -hmm. Columbus and the people that come to the open mic and stuff mm -hmm. like that and the Insta band and such. From your experience, I don't know how much experience you have with LA, but what would you compare or how would you compare the two attitudes? I guess from what you've seen. Hmm. So I haven't been able to go to as many like underground shows or like things like that out there mainly because when I was out there for example last summer I did a music program and that's where I was able to um, record some music in an actual like a real studio in LA and I got to explore all over LA and things like that it's definitely a lot more carefree and a lot more people who are kinda there from what I can see are there to at, to try and follow their dreams or or reach a goal or at least that's how they ended up there um, something that I definitely noticed was I would go to um, a restaurant and I don't know why but I'd be talking about music and then they would the like a, the waiters all of my weight like every waiter I ever had was like oh I play guitar too or I'm in a band <laughs> so it's definitely kind of um, People, everyone is trying to meet everybody and talk to everybody and kind of share their projects with literally everybody. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this when it happened, but over the summer, or yeah, over the summer, there was some guy who was dancing on one of the signs like over the freeway um, to promote his new rap album, which was insane. He totally stopped all of LA's traffic, like literally stopped all the traffic for at least an hour because they had to call, um, the fire department and stuff to try to get this guy, <laughs> try to get this guy off of the, the sign. So definitely everyone is very passionate about the things that they <laughs> like, but that's pretty much all I have really um experienced um because most of the time i was there it was kind of like all right we're gonna be on hollywood 
uh, we're going to be in Hollywood for five hours. Go do whatever you want with your friends and then meet back at the bus or whatever it was. So um, we definitely, I didn't get to kind of have as chill of a time, except for maybe when I went to the beach. That was so fun. Um, <laughs> but it was kind of like, because everyone who was there wasn't really from L.A. for the most part, so it was kind of like everyone's on a mission for the L.A. experience. So um, it was definitely kind of like we were really trying to do as many things as possible because um, that's just that's why we were there. Um, but I assume in the fall when, I, when I'm out there, I'll have... I'm definitely going to have more time, but I, I'm really looking forward to being able to explore around all over LA, downtown, and in Westwood, and and um, Beverly Hills, all that kind of stuff. So I'm just excited to kind of be immersed in the LA culture, and we'll see. Hopefully I don't come back with lip injections, but <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm not getting lip injections. <laughs> At least not till I'm like really, really old and my lips have become like paper. Nah, even at that point, it's probably still a bad <laughs> idea. I mean, look at Mickey Rourke, that man. <laughs> I went to LA and I caught Botox and I came back. <laughs> yeah, that's it's not going to happen to me, at least for a very long time. Probably never. <laughs> it's been bursting at the seams, all right. Like a bird trying to fly in a cage. So, Ruth, Ruth Bergenthal, mm -hmm. where can your music on the vast plains of the internet, or in person, whatever. Where can your uh, rather rockin' uh, music be found <laughs> by anyone? Where can I buy an 8-track with your with your <laughs> name on it? Where can I get the vinyl? Where can I get the wax? Where can I get so, all that? So, uh, no vinyls yet. <laughs> well, damn, you I gotta get those out. I haven't um, released enough music to put it on a vinyl. Um, I'm Fair working, enough. I'm working on it. Okay. Um, but right now, you can find my music on Bandcamp and SoundCloud. Um, I'm currently working on getting it on all of the music subscription services like Spotify, Google Play Music, Apple Music, all that kind of stuff. Um, but that's a long process that... I haven't gotten around to. I've been pretty busy with schoolwork and stuff. Um, I know there's like some services out there. I think DistroKid. Dis yeah, DistroKid was one that a lot of people have mentioned where it's kind of, you just pay like 20 bucks a year or something like something that. Something like that, yeah. But you can, I'm sure there's probably a lot more to the process. I know your friend Frankie Soleil, who's another musician, mm -hmm. went through the whole process of actually, you know, getting the licensing mm -hmm. and everything. But I remember talking to her and it's like, yeah, going through a distributor, like, uh, DistroKid is probably the easiest way. Yeah, that's what I've heard. So I'm working on it. That'll come out soon. Um, so, yeah. So Bandcamp and SoundCloud. And I also have a YouTube channel, and that's where you can see my music videos. Um, and we'll put all that stuff in the description of this episode oh, as well. Oh, cool. Thanks, so. guys. Social media. Oh, um, yes. I have an Instagram account, and it's rube.songs, R-U-B-E dot S-O-N-G-S. And, um, hmm, I think, I think that's it. Um, any shout outs you want to give to any of your peeps out there also looking, also in that music grind or artist, I don't know, you know? 
Um, what do you mean? Like just a... like people that you know you collab with or work a lot yeah. with, or people that you know that you just want to get their names out there too. Yeah, definitely check out Maximillo. He's really been he's been super supportive of me, and he's definitely. If it wasn't for him, Mall songs would not be out. So that I, I really appreciate that. He definitely put up with me when we were recording, and um, I really appreciated his patience with me. Um, I also want to shout out to you guys for inviting me on your show. I Gee, really appreciate it. Of and course, anytime. Coming to open mic and supporting me. Of course. And um, Mr. Solars for <laughs> having everyone <laughs> vote for my Insta band video. Um, and just, I, I want to say my parents too. And I know that's like super, everybody says their parents, but. I love your parents. They, They're so nice. Me too. <laughs> They've always been supportive of me. And I know a lot of people, in, especially here in this town, they are not very or at least our age, they don't have a lot of support for, like, leaving the state. A lot of people want to stay in Ohio because their parents or, or family and stuff like that, but my family has always been very, very, very supportive of um, me wanting to go out and follow my dreams and reach my goals and things like that. So I've always appreciated that, and... Um, for not yelling at me when I used my mom's guitar <laughs> <laughs> and for not telling me there wasn't any music that I wasn't allowed to listen to. They let me they let me do anything. Well they don't let me do everything. But <laughs> And now we have piss jeans. Yeah. So that's where that's where the cookie crumbles but, right there. But yeah, just basically everybody who's come to open mic and, and listen to my song and and um, helped me help promote me or tell people about my music it, it really it means a lot to me so yeah thank you very much Ruth we appreciate you coming on we're gonna wrap this episode up with yep. one quick message uh, I heard about this on Instagram lately and I talked to the guy and recently a local concert photographer and uh, videographer who creates promotional materials for a lot of people in Columbus uh, he goes by natural born tourist on Instagram and pretty much everywhere. Uh, his name is Casper James. His, uh, all of his video and recording equipment recently was stolen uh, out of his home. Jesus. Oh, that's yeah. terrible. And he, uh, he reached out to a lot of people and he set up a GoFundMe page uh, for replacing his, uh, his materials because he makes his living off of his recording materials and, and all that. So... Uh, I urge you to, I put a little cash in there, I, I urge you guys, all of our listeners, to at least consider uh, giving a little support over that direction. I know that can be a serious setback in someone's life and livelihood, so uh, I'll put that link in the description as well, uh, so please, uh, if you have the time, check that out. All right, and I also got to slip in another thank you to Green Room for sponsoring this video and making sure that, you know, we're not, you know, going broke. Because they're helping us pay our distribution fees so you fuckers can listen to us on Spotify. Exactly. So. We make it easy, they make it cheesy. It's very nice. What's up, Spotify? What's good? <laughs> yes. Thank you very much for listening this week. We will catch you next week with episode 14. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.